Welcome to The Prime of Our Lives, a podcast about navigating expat life and pop culture in our 30s. I'm Polly Kwok. And I'm Katie Logan. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm okay, Polly. Uh, I mean, this week is the US election, so I'm a little stressed. Other than that, I'm okay. How are you? I am okay, I think, for now. I think I'm just still, I feel a bit frazzled this week. I think that's the only way to say it. I feel like I'm, I feel like, because we went out for dinner on Tuesday, pre-national lockdown. Mm -hmm. I like, you know how when you go out midweek and you're like, oh, it's like Friday or something. And then you like go home and the next morning you're like, oh, it's only Wednesday. Like I'm not even halfway through the week yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been one of those I actually went out twice this week. Yeah. Plus there was the election. Plus I went into the office yesterday because I had to return my laptop um, and I wanted to get like stuff out of my locker before lockdown. Yeah. So that was weird. Was it? Did you Mm. see anyone you know? Yeah, I had someone on my team come like meet me at the office so we could have a one-to-one in person. That's cool. Yeah, and then we like went out and got a coffee and had a one-to-one. Work meeting, so it was was allowed. Oh, but we were outside anyways. Oh, okay. Well, it's not, you're not, oh yeah, that's true. One, one one-to-one's okay outside. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Strange times. It is very, very odd. I feel like, yeah, part of me thinks like I'm used to lockdown now. I barely like leave the house as it is. But then part of me is like, am I mentally prepared for lockdown? I know. Don't know. I don't know. Loaded up on lots of ice cream is what I've done. I think that's the only cure for me every day. I showed you all my ramen packs. I mean, that is the first thing I worry about. You know, everyone's like, oh, toilet paper. And I'm like, I need instant noodles in my life. If I don't, I mean, to be fair, I've been so busy that at lunch this week, I'm like, I'm eating like at 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, I need something now. I guess I'll just do another instant noodle. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. It's so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's good for my husband as well. Like if he's having a really busy day or like... He doesn't like leftovers. So if they're leftovers, I eat them. And then he's like, what am I supposed to have? That's the same with mine. Really? He doesn't eat any leftovers. I'm like, this is my kind of favorite food. I love leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. I usually toss it all into a fried rice if I have enough rice. But um, like you say, it's like, it's not quick. Well, oh, and the other part is you don't have a microwave. Mm -mm. So there's no like quick quick food for you even if you wanted maybe you gotta get back on that sourdough train i know yeah oh no i can't (laughs) i can't i can't go through that again so (laughs) many carbs (laughs) (sighs) all right so this week we are talking about we're kind of verging into a more how you focused episode Mm-hmm. We are talking about um, obviously our in our prime picks of the week, and then 
the show we've both been watching, Descendants of the Sun. I still don't understand why it's called Descendants of the Sun, but we'll get into that. Me either. Yeah. Um, and my food corner. And we ha- also have um, a guest joining us from Vancouver, Claudia, who will matchmake us with K-pop groups. Love it. So before we get into all that, Katie, what is in its prime for you this week? Oh no, Polly. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm so unprepared. I don't really know what to say. Like what is in its prime for me is live streaming NBC News at all time. <laughs> is so I think I've had had different people tell me different news store uh, news channels to like follow i know quite a lot of people following cnn mm. um some people are do- following bbc some people are just like refreshing certain web pages that do live updates so yeah. do you find nbc is your preferred update of choice yeah i do so you know i've tried them all <laughs> i really don't like british takes on american politics interesting i find it really annoys me to have foreigners comment on my politics in times of high stress yeah um so I definitely couldn't do the BBC um and then CNN versus NBC like my husband prefers CNN but there's something to me about CNN chirons they always say breaking news and so like today he had it on and it was like breaking news election still undecided (laughs) like that is not helpful (laughs) Yeah, in a time of uncertainty, breaking news, more uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I just like, I kind of like the team at NBC News better. Um, Yeah, so for example, their election night coverage was Lester Holt, Savannah Guthrie, who are two like news anchors I I really like. And yeah, I just, I just like the team at NBC better. So I, that's, that's been my preferred source. Is it 24 hours? Um, it, it has been on as often as I have looked for it, which Crazy. kind of has been like the last 72 hours. Like, do those anchors like sleep or are they just on? So I'm pretty sure Savannah Guthrie was on for almost 24 hours. Dang. Um, yeah, she was on when I started watching. I went to bed. I woke up. She was still on. They were talking about how people were sleeping in cots, like off to the side. She would be like, oh, next Andrea Mitchell is going to talk to us about this. And she was like, and Andrea was sleeping on a cot right over there until three minutes ago. Well, that's live TV for you. It's like live slash reality TV news. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that has been pretty much my life for the last couple of days. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm still hopeful for good news. Um, and then hopefully next week I'll have something more exciting as a in your prime. What's when, been in its prime for you, Polly? Oh, I've been saving this one because um, I burned through the TV series. It's a TV show. It's Nora from Queens. Oh, <laughs> nice. I've recently discovered it I mean, the entire 10, I, I've always, I've wanted to watch it for a while now, but I now know that the, all 10 episodes are on BBC iPlayer. Oh, cool. Which is great. So I, yeah, just binged it. It was so good. I wish I had a cool grandma like Nora. 
but I do. Well, my grandmas are quite cool, but not in the same way. Yeah. Um, they don't What's swear. What's the premise of the show? Um, it is about Nora, who's like millennial, who didn't, I don't think went to university, but was like in between jobs and like lost her job. Oh, she's like a Uber driver type person. And then she lost her job or money and had to move back home with her dad, um, which is like, it's B.D. Wong. He's in like everything. Okay. Um, which is awesome. And then, yeah, so he, she's essentially a millennial living at home with her dad and grandma. And I cool. think that's actually quite cool because it's counter to your normal Chinese family narrative where... Like, they're really successful or, like, they're, I don't know, an accountant, a doctor or whatever. And I think she then kind of encounters her friends from high school who, turns out, are kind of just like her. You know, is trying to trying to make ends meet and struggling and trying to decide whether they want to live at home or not. But I think the best part is she's juxtapositioned against her cousin, who is some, like, Palo Alto developer nice. person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so great. I love, I honestly, I think I prefer Nora from Queens to like fresh off the boat and that kind of stuff because I don't okay. feel like they try and put it on too much and I feel it's way more relatable. Um, and Nora from Queens makes a BTS reference. Does she? And her grandma watches K-dramas. So oh I feel like it was just like, yes, yes, yes. Does her grandma watch any of the K-dramas we watch? No, so they didn't go into the specifics because there is an episode where her and her friends battle a group of Korean grandmas who who both groups want to use this power outlet so they could watch K-dramas. Oh my gosh. It's actually so good. Each episode's only like 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, I would love to have loads more of it. but I think that sounds so good. Aquafina is so great. She's so good in everything. And she's going to do a movie with Sandra Oh. Yeah, you sent me that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I hope it's... I mean, it can't not be good. Am I getting it right? It must be good. Because yeah. it's got the two of them in it. And they're playing Have you watched sisters. her interview show? Whose? Aquafina's. No, I haven't. Is it good? It's on um, YouTube. And she like interviews people in the middle of bodegas. Oh, cool. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, I will watch that next. I just, yeah. And her and I are the same age. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like she's like my soul sister. She's so cool. That I haven't met yet. So we will meet her. I will. She'll be on the pod. Yeah, exactly. We'll have her <laughs> on the podcast eventually. She can be doing promo for that movie with Sandra Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Of course, because by then we will be famous. Yeah. So. And you can talk to Aquafina and I can talk to Sandra O. Oh, and I want all the gossip about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> is Sandra O oh still in the Grey's or is it no, over? No, she left. Okay. But I'm sure she saw some stuff. Yeah, I'm sure she did. I wonder what kind of NDA she signed. Mm. Yeah, that's true. She also has really lovely posts about being Canadian. Which I appreciate. I started watching Schitt's Creek because of her. Really? Yeah. In an interview when she was doing promo for Killing Eve season one, 
somebody asked her what TV show she was watching. And she was like, I'm going to support like my Canadian like film family. Like there's this amazing Canadian sitcom called Schitt's Creek. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. That makes her even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Schitt's Creek is pretty good. I'm going to look for Nora from Queens. That sounds like exactly what I need after this week. Yeah. Some real levity. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do some quick updates on previous in our primes? Because I feel like you have a record of youth update and I have a secretary Kim update. Yes. Okay. So um, record of youth. I have yet to go in depth with the blog post um, that is in the works. Yeah. I, Check out the polygraph. I've just, yes, please. <laughs> I've just decided um, I'm going to create a, I'm going to attempt a meme on my Instagram for this post. So after our social media meme discussion, I will try my hand at being funny. Um, but yeah, do not watch it. I don't think anyone, I mean, there's, oh, I guess part of this high, uh, recap is there was a bit of controversy because Park Bogum, who's currently in the military, hosted this like Navy performance thing for the band. And as part of that, he was promoting Record of Youth and his other movie, which I don't think you're supposed to do when you're in the military because you're technically not a celebrity slash doing your normal day job. Um, and I think... Me and Claudia, the person we have on later, have discussed that every time I see him on screen now, he seems just like the character from the show. Really? Because really, like, his character from the show is this young guy contemplating going into the military or not, because he's an actor, which is essentially what he is in real life right now. So it's kind of, it's almost like watching his real character. But um, that's weird. Yeah, worlds colliding. Yeah, but I think it does make sense for the military, because he's in it already, to like kind of use his image for marketing purposes. I mean, might as well, right? Yeah, probably promoing his TV show was a PR oops. Yeah. Cool. What is your update on... So you finished... I didn't. (gasps) Like, I'm struggling to finish it. That's my update. It was so good. I watched the first, like, 11 episodes so quickly. Then after that, it's just dragging on a bit. And I can't even be bothered to watch the last episode. (laughs) I'm going to do it because I just need to finish it. But it definitely could have ended after 12 episodes. Ugh, I hate, I think this is what happened with Record of You. Well, I don't think that's what happened with Record of You. I don't think they eked it out to that many episodes. But it's so disappointing. There's nothing worse than you're like, ugh, I don't, yeah, feel for it anymore. Um, Yeah, people love it. Um, It's good, it's cute. But it's, um, no, I don't, I think it's the female characters underwritten um she doesn't really have a personality he falls in love with her because she's pretty like I you know I'm just kind of like "Mm." well at least he didn't fall in love with her because he had his had her ID badge is that record of youth no that's the king oh the king the king 
the king, eternal monarch, where he goes, I must love her because I have her, like, police badge from, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. But I will say, at least she was interesting. Like, you saw her at work. She was, like, funny, sloppy, like, real good at taekwondo. Like, you know, she Some was, dimensions. like, multifaceted. Yeah. And like was really sweet with her dad had friends all this stuff and it just secretary kim they try but she does it doesn't come across the same way yeah wow this is both double double whammy on the bad news i think we'll have to maybe yeah. properly suss out our recommendations <laughs> okay well speaking of which we're gonna chat about descendants of the sun Ooh, a show we're watching together. Yes. I did have this on my what K-drama you should watch next after Crash Landing. Um, it isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be at all. I'm Katie. Wait, I'm, I want to find this po- I want to find this post of yours. I love this post. I'm okay. only on episode I want to say 4 or 5. Um I guess caveat spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet we're gonna try and not do too many spoilers but he is so cute in this yeah yeah he is unexpectedly cute and kind of charming and she's gorgeous the lead actress super gorgeous i mean mickey commented when he saw what i was watching he was like oh she's pretty they make a really cute couple yeah for sure but, you know, that's a bit sad what happened. Yeah. Apparently it was a whirlwind romance, marriage, divorce situation. Yeah. yeah. So basically what we're talking about here is the two lead actors in Descendants of the Sun are known as the Song Song couple. Um, because on this drama, they met and fell in love and got married after meeting on the set of Descendants of the Sun. And both of their last names are Song. So... That's their couple name. Uh, But then they divorced two years later. And now we're living in a world where the Song Song couple is no longer together. I mean, at least this series captures the essence of when they were in love. Yeah, and it's cute. Throwback to your The 100 conversation. Yes. This is where they did manifest the relationship on screen as well as off screen. And it is something that a lot of K-dramas try to pitch, isn't it? That their leads, this is why there's always like this, um, this mystique in um, K-drama, like among actors and idols that they're single or possibly dating their co-star because it, it ramps up anticipation and interest in the series, doesn't it? So, um I guess this is an example where that was true. Yeah, they tried to do that on Crash Landing. Yeah. And I think it's pretty fair to assume it was all rumor and not real. However, I think because their chemistry online on the show was such fire, I feel like people don't need more than even a faint rumor to think that it's real. Yeah. So in general, do you like it? I think I do like it. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised at how light it is as a series. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the kind of 
I know North Korea is not involved in this series, but I thought it would be way more like military drama than love story. Mm. I actually prefer that it's more love story. Yeah. And their chemistry is very cute on screen. It is. Um, yeah. I have to say, I've yet to find, like, there's some actors and actresses I recognize from other series also on here. So one of the, well, two of the people from Record of Youth are actually in this series. I think the more series I watch, the more I'm like, they're all in all of them. I'm also starting to notice um, sets where I'm like, oh, this building exterior shot is also used in this drama. Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. Or like they use the same bus stop in every series. I think in, um, you might not have, you, I don't think you're there yet, but in Descendants of the Sun, at a certain point, they're doing like, it's like a, a chase through the streets of Seoul, like not like a serious chase, but they're running through the streets and they run past um, Bong Soon's house. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a stellar series for sure. That's a good one. I smile yeah. every time I think that is the one series I've seen twice. Cool. Um, yeah. So I think, do you think it's better than Crash Landing or worse? Oh, it's not as good as Crash Landing. I mean, for me, Crash Landing on You is like one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Yeah, 100%. I don't think anything can really compete that I've seen. Like American, British, or Korean. Like it's just one of my favorite TV shows ever. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think the show is super enjoyable. Yeah. I think you're right. It's a lot lighter. Um, it's interesting. I feel like you can tell that it's like three years old because I don't think it's as big budget as the 2020 series that have come out. I feel like every 2020 K drama that I've watched this year has been really expensive looking. Yeah. High, high spec. Yeah. And you can really tell that this was pre that era <laughs> because, you know, it's not, it's not like it's bad, but it's, it's not near. If they were redoing it now, it would be different. It would be ultra epic. Mm. But I kind of like it. I think part of me does like the quirkiness of lower budget sets sometimes. Yeah. I think that's part of the quirk of watching some older series where I'm like, oh, that's so fake. Or like, oh, that could never happen. But haha, they tried. Yeah. It's like set in this country called like Uruk. And it's like... I can't believe I Googled it. And I was like, oh, this must be real. Polly was like, what? It's a real place. And I was like, no, it's not. Polly. Like, I wasn't sure where it was, but it came up on Google. And I maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm transitioning my brain into like Gen Z culture. Because they say the difference between a millennial and a Gen Z person is... If it exists on Google, it means it exists. <laughs> Did it come up on Google as like the country in this? No, Rick. I just, I literally just Googled the word and saw that there were entries and I was like, oh, maybe it's legit. I didn't oh. think, oh, is it this place in this kind of Middle East area that they don't really mention? But it's not the, the middle, it's like the Balkans. And then it's like Middle Eastern, but the Balkans. But also like they drive to Egypt. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and clearly they filmed in Greece. Yeah. I mean, it's, because it's meant to be next to Greece, but I think that they just have lost context for what 
next to Greece looks like. Yeah. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was trying to be everything foreign in one package. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm looking forward to, I feel like I haven't hit the point where I'm like really into it yet. I think that's, are you there? I think I hit it this weekend. I mean, I got through episode seven without blinking, really. There is a tipping um, point in every drama where you're like, yeah. and I'm going to autoplay and just stay up all night watching this. Yeah. 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 So like, obviously I could stop after episode seven. So yeah. I'm at a good stopping point now. So I imagine there's going to be like another wave when I start to watch it again. Yeah. Because now we're on the downward slope. Cool. 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 If you don't have anything to watch on Netflix, watch it with us. Yeah. Descendants of the Sun. It's on Netflix in the UK. Might not be in North America. Sorry. Oh, well, I'm sure there's a great array of Korean shows available on North American Netflix. So our listeners will just have to check out and see what's available. But no matter what the K-drama is you're watching, one thing they all have in common is amazing food. And that brings us to our next segment, which is a random segment on food. Woo! Okay, so um, I guess a good recommend, I guess a recommendation for today for the first time in my life ever, I made lobster at home. <gasps> Tell me everything. How did it go? Um, so my our coworker told me about pesky fish. So it's this online fish market that is kind of open from eight to nine every morning. And then they have a selection of things that you can buy. Um, the good part is it does free shipping. If you spend 35 pounds or more, which to be honest with seafood, it's like not hard. Mm -hmm. And it's like next day delivery. I just didn't, I thought I'd order it. It would take maybe two or three days. You know, I'd do it for the weekend. That was the plan. I ordered it yesterday and they're like, it's coming here today. It's like, okay, I guess I'm having lobster on a Thursday night. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, so I ordered lobster and some hand-dived scallops and some clams that I'm going to make into a spaghetti vongole tomorrow night. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, I think, like, I've never prepared lobster. I didn't, I don't know why in my head I was like, oh, buy lobster. Lobster arrives. I will just eat it or something. Because when I opened the box, it was like moving. And I was like, what? what? I had to like quickly Google, like, how do I store a live lobster without like <laughs> killing it? Or do I need to kill it now? Do I need to eat it now? Um, so top tip, apparently, because it came like wrapped in seaweed or whatever. Okay. So I just put it in a like a Tupperware container with the lid off. And I just put it in the fridge. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it was still alive when we prepped it for dinner. Yeah. Um, but if you keep it cold before you prep it, then it like turns off its nervous system. Mm. And so it moves around less, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe our fridge wasn't that cold because it definitely moved around quite a lot when we took it out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I watched, so before I watched all these videos about like butterflying it and I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then we got it and I was like, mm, let's just steam it. Like we did, we tried to do the most humane thing by stabbing it like first. 
mm-hmm. and then steaming it. But then when we stabbed it in the supposed place you're supposed to stab it, we're, we weren't convinced that it maybe. So I, I thought it might be some after effect. You know how sometimes when you, like you prepare, you know, meat or something like or a fish, you might like chop it. And it might still have like movements because of mm-hmm. nerve. So we thought it was that, but I mean, hopefully it was that. But then we used it to steam. We steamed it and it was really good. Of course it was. Yum. Yeah. So I highly recommend pesky fish. If you, I mean, I just really struggle with getting good seafood from the supermarket. Mm. Like it's not, it's just not the same. Like the scallops we bought were so good. Because we normally buy it from like Sainsbury's or something. And as soon as you cook it, it shrinks. Like yeah. it was mainly water. Whereas these mm-hmm. ones did not. And we had way too many scallops for two people. But YOLO. This is how we're celebrating lockdown. Just by binging on seafood. Love it. You know what? Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. And I think it if feels like cooking lobster or seafood feels intimidating. But... In a lot of ways, it's the easiest thing to cook. Like, it's quick as well. Like, with roast or meat or ribs or something, it takes hours and hours, whereas, like, scallops take, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. And it always tastes good. That's true. We have langoustines in our (gasps) freezer. What are you going to do with them? So, I feel like we have enough that we could do, like pasta with langoustines and have langoustines as like a second um i don't know i love langoustines Mm. yeah well you'll have to come back to polly's eats and talk to us about your langoustine recipe will do and for more top tips from polly you can check out the polygraph yes all my easy easy lazy people's recipes (laughs) exactly what everyone needs in their lives yeah and there is no banana bread on there i'm sorry if you made lockdown banana bread but i was not one of those people yeah okay Um, so um this week we have our special guest it's claudia welcome hi everyone welcome claudia thank you for the warm introduction (laughs) so i guess i wanted to start By saying how we reconnected very recently. Yes. It was so random. And of course, thanks to social media as well. Um, I think, Polly, I haven't spoken to you basically since you've left Vancouver, I feel like. Yeah. I think Um, even before that. I think it's been at least 10 years. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think our... The time that we worked together was very short as well. Yeah. But anyways, um, how Polly and I reconnected was um, I I was following her on Instagram and I saw her posting this K-drama related meme and I responded to it and boom, that's how we started talking about Korean dramas and then eventually found out that she's also a really big BCS fan. Yes. That's also and, very recent, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> so from then on, we just started chatting a lot about, you know, the dramas that we're watching and just Korean music. Yeah. And so on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was telling. So every time I message Katie, I'm like, so my friend told me about this. It's like, (laughs) it's Claudia. Yeah. Sometimes I get forwarded messages and like, read this article and it's definitely something you've sent her. Yeah. I mean, the number of times that I've been like mind blown, I was like, oh my God, I'm just like diving deeper into this rabbit hole that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've dubbed Claudia my K-pop sensei. But, um, <laughs> she also has watched loads of K-dramas. So we recently watched Record of Youth together. Yes. Um, yeah. Were you also disappointed, Claudia? Yes, I was. Yeah. yeah. It sadly made the list of like one of those dramas that go very strong for the first half. And then it kind of dwindles. Yeah, I did talk about Record of Youth on this podcast, Claudia, because nice. I think it is worth watching if you like. I think so, around. too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I was I, I'm a huge on endings. I think Katie and I have talked about this before. Like if mm-hmm. I know it's going to be bad, like if I know what I knew now, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have watched it. Mm, that's fair. Anyway, since Katie, you don't know Claudia, neither do some of our, well, some of our listeners might know Claudia. No, I doubt it. (laughs) Throwback ELI. I don't know who from ELI is listening. We should get to know you a bit better. Katie, do you want to fire some questions? Um, Cool. Okay. Let's see. So... Usually when, I'm saying usually, as if we do this all the time. <laughs> it um, will be usually. Yes. Totally. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, so we like to do kind of rapid fire questions. All right. <clears throat> Ready? Yes. Cool. What song always gets you out on the dance floor? Oh, it has to be a shiny song. Um, shiny Dream Girl. Nice. Okay. What's your favorite color? Blue. Okay, this one's totally random. Do you believe (laughs) in aliens? Yes. Awesome. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you were to meet a celebrity, who would it be? I... And why? And why? Okay, because we're focusing on... Korean culture. I'm just going to choose a Korean celebrity. Um, I would want to be Wendy of Red Velvet. Oh, because okay. I really, really like her voice. Ah, and what would you? I guess. Do you think she's going to be like a nice person? Does she seem nice? Yeah, she does seem nice. That's another reason. She seems like a really, really sweet, sweet person. So that would be my choice. Cool. So if she seems like a nice person, does that mean she's not good friends with Irene? Oh. I do not know. She probably, well, mm, it's hard to say. I mean, they all, they're all in a group together. So I feel like they, they have, they must get along to a certain degree. So I'm not sure. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing to cook? My favorite thing to cook, this is going to sound so bad, but it's definitely instant noodles because it brings me the most comfort. Yes. Do you have a favorite one? Yes. It's um, 
this Korean one called um, from Nongshim. It's the oh my god, I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation. Noguri, noguri. Yeah, it's like the thicker noodle. It's a seafood flavor. Yes, yeah. the one half of japaguri. Yeah. Yes. No, but I like it fully. <laughs> I like it fully, fully neoguri. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I definitely, but I actually like. I think chapaguri is like greater than the sum of its parts. Like putting those two together makes it really good. I like it better together than either mm, of them separately. I've yet to try that. I need to try that. Yeah, it is I good. Because okay. it's like got you add the spiciness of the neoguri into the japa side. Yeah. Jajang side. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would give that a shot and try. Yeah, I mean, if they had it in Parasite, I mean, <laughs> that I just watched last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one. Oh, should I go? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, assuming you make peanut butter jelly sandwiches, what do you put on first, peanut butter or jelly? Peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that's even a question. I feel like. Yeah, I, I can't believe that's. <laughs> but that's like in the UK where people are like clotted cream first or jam first. Yeah. On the scones. answer is jam. No, the answer is clotted cream. <laughs> <laughs> have you had clotted cream, Claudia? No, I have not. I was just going to say, ask what that was. It is like, um, it's like a combination of butter and cream. Yeah. Oh. So it's so like, is it so is it like a fluffier version of a butter then? It's kind I'd of say. like whipped butter. Bomb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or like thicker whipped cream. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of like ice cream texture almost. Oh, yeah. that's but not cold. Huh. But not cold. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. It is like the best UK invention. Um but Ooh, yeah, people have it. Oh, what what would be what do you say the best UK invention is for food? I don't know. You know what? I'm really partial to um what are those um tea cakes in the silver foil? What are those called? Tea cakes. Just tea cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are amazing. Yeah. And I guess Claudia, you don't know what tea cakes are. No, I don't know what they are. So I thought so tea cakes can be something you bake and you make. Like that's also a thing, but tea cakes okay. are also. Do you? I guess we have that in Vancouver, like Viva Puffs. You know the yes. bit with like marshmallow and jam in the middle, yes. and like a biscuit mm-hmm. and chocolate. It's like that. Oh, but the biscuit is a bit harder. I think. Did you have? It's like I a see. bit like a wagon wheel, isn't it, Katie? Is it? Oh, does know. it? Is it? Does it have chocolate around it too? Yeah. It yeah. Does. Mm. So good. Yeah. Mm. So next time you come to the UK or when you come to the UK, you have to have clotted cream. I mean, it's okay. like the afternoon tea thing. Okay. Yeah. I will keep that in mind. That's the only way I eat scones. Like I With eat the... scones for the cream, not the other way around. <laughs> okay, Claudia. So earlier in this episode, Polly and I were talking about how we're currently watching Descendants of the Sun. And I've heard you have a story about meeting the lead actor from that series, Song Joong Ki. So this was probably during like the height of my this no, this was during like my height of like the early fangirling years. Um 
You're such and a I fan girl veteran that you <laughs> have told- early fangirl years. <laughs> but I told Polly this. I was like, this is 18-year-old Claudia, and this is something that I would never be able to do today. Um, but basically what happened was it was um, just before the Vancouver 2010 Olympics, and there was this variety show called Dream Team. Um, in Korea and they decided to film a special in Vancouver and so um, it was it hosted (laughs) a celebrity it's okay okay sorry I just I literally just ran a run right before we started recording and then I get exercise induced asthma oh no (laughs) okay all right it's fine sorry Okay. okay no problem so this show has um, a cast of celebrities, and um, So Jung Hee was one of the members, but also um, Min Ho from Shiny, who's my ultimate bias, was also on the team. And so my friends and I were like, okay, well, we have to, we have to try and hunt them down. We need to figure out what they're doing so we can at least catch a glimpse of them or something, right? Yeah. So somehow caught wind of when their flight was arriving. So we actually went to the airport oh my gosh. Um, to greet them. Uh, but again, it wasn't, It, I guess it wasn't really on the map. People didn't really know about it. So it wasn't a huge crowd or anything, um, which was great because the last thing we would have wanted was cause disturbance in the airport. Um, but that's how we, we, we met them and saw them arriving and my friend um was really cute she randomly said to one of the celebrities this was when they were leaving the airport and walking out um to their coach bus she randomly said to one of the cast members like oh welcome to vancouver like really cute in english um not really expecting them to fully understand what we were saying but he responded he's like oh thank you um and then somehow kind of made friends with this man um And he ended up being like he ended up recognizing us too um, later on because they went and filmed in um, UBC, which was the university that we I was attending at that time. So it was extra convenient because it was on campus. Um, and he recognized us, and he would he actually he was really nice, and he helped us um, give gifts to. Minho. But anyway, sorry, back to Song Jung Ki. So what happened is my <laughs> my friend is a really big fan of his. And at that time, we didn't I didn't really know him from any dramas. It was from um Music Bank, which is a show that he was an MC, a music show that he was an MC on. And that's how my friend and I knew about him. Um, but basically what happened was um he, my friend and I followed them to this curling rink where they were filming a segment on curling. And I guess he was just outside wandering around, either like, you know, going to set or whatever. And my friend and I saw him and my friend went up to him and asked him for a photo. And so he was really nice. Um, his skin is flawless. <laughs> 
like actually <laughs> flawless. Um, and my friend got a photo with him. And he was very surprised that we knew who he was. He asked, he's like, how do you know me? And um, my friend told him it was from Music Bank. And he was like very pleasantly surprised. Oh, wow. Yeah. So but cool. I think for him as well, his popularity started, um, like he started getting more and more well-known as well. So it was, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, it must be cool to like be a fan of somebody like before everyone else is a fan. I it I never thought of that. Um it it's special, I think, but it's also really hard. I think <laughs> <laughs> really hard in the sense that um back then before, you know, K-pop or K-drama was more well-known to the public, there weren't a lot of people that were aware or not a lot of people that you could actually talk to about um, all of this content. So hard in the sense that there were probably only like a select few that you could really, really talk to about these kind of things. But I think now it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And just, it was really hard to get content too. Because the internet wasn't as, no, it was pretty developed. It's just, it, there wasn't that, they, they didn't think there was that international audience. So the content was never catered to, or they never considered the international audience. So it was really hard to get content. Like YouTube, I think, was one of our only sources. And relying on like forums or whatever to like provide English subtitles kind of thing. You are now our one degree of separation away from <laughs> a K-drama actor. That's pretty close. Yeah, but I do have to say he was really, really nice. He left a really good impression. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Has he done more stuff since Descendants? He... I'm trying to remember if Descendants... I think Descendants was right after he was discharged from the army. And then he he did this um drama on that was a Netflix production. But it was like this um histor I want to say it was historical drama. Oh. And there were really gotten into those. No, what is it called? It's called Arth Arthol Chronicles. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I haven't watched it either. Like, it's just not really my kind of genre. Yeah. Are you not as, are you not as big of a fan of historical dramas? Um, no, I'm not as big of a, of a fan. And I think it really has, um, depend on the cast as well. Interesting. Yeah. So that was, that's, that's what I'm aware of in terms of dramas at least. But I think he must have filmed some movies. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to watch some of the movies he's been in. But he wasn't a K-pop star, was he? No, I think you're right, Katie. He was not a K-pop star. However, speaking of K-pop and Claudia, given your extensive K-pop listening history, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know about Jackson Wang because I know... <laughs> We, Katie and I have watched 
some of his music videos. Yeah. We've watched a hundred ways a million times. <laughs> um, from GOT7. And then we also watched, I don't know how you say it, like Zeddy, because Park Young Sick, isn't it? Oh, oh uh, yeah. it's, it's Z. I think it's Zia. Zia? Zia. Zia. <laughs> Zia? We were, mm-hmm. That was not, not a fave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, just quickly chat about this, like, fourth gen groups, like, the new mm-hmm. group that's coming out from, is it SM, Claudia? Yes, it's from SM. Did you hear about this, Katie? I think you told me about it briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the one with the avatars as members. Is that right? Yeah. Or, like, virtual idols, isn't it? Yeah, it's something, so it's something along the lines of that um it's i I honestly i'm still very confused about what exactly it's supposed to be like so it's a four member it seems to be a four member girl group but each member have their own um ai version of themselves oh okay. oh okay yeah so and and so I don't know how they're planning on playing that AI version and how, like, what their existence mean existence means um, in terms of promotion wise. I'm very curious, but also really creeped out. Yeah. It's also, it's like that Black at the same time. episode with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, um, where they have those AI robots that, uh, yeah. 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 Feels like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's really is weird too. Yeah, so okay, honestly, I find Korean group names sometimes really odd. Um, but a okay, so they're called as I want to say they're called as aspa aspa. <laughs> a okay, so the AE is means for avatar experience. Oh my gosh. And then spa, SPA, comes from aspect. So it's avatar okay. experience aspect. <laughs> so they're really, so if their name is based on that, like this AI concept must have a huge role in their group. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that groups, they're like, I mean, companies are coming up with groups like this makes me feel really old. Because I'm like, that's definitely not, like, I would, I mean, famous last words in, you know, a year's time when they've come back and I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a huge (laughs) Espa Espa I mean, highly unlikely, but Mm -hmm. it does weird me out a bit. Yeah. It is. I think at the end of the day, um, just listen to songs that sound good. Yeah. I think it's gone to a point for that for me because there's just so many new groups coming out, and I can't, I can't possibly keep track of all of them. And so often, I just find myself listening to like Spotify playlists, and it's like, oh, this sounds pretty good, and I purely listen to the song for the song. Like I don't actually look into the group itself it's gotten into it's gotten to that point already for me (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that's actually something that Polly and I were talking about when we watched that history of K-pop video is like, Mm -hmm. it's clearly like they've got it down to such a science, these, um, these agencies and the way they Mm -hmm. create and market um, and promote these groups. Yeah. Um, But to a certain extent, at some point, they're going to reach market saturation. Yeah. Things will have to change dramatically. And I guess that will have, you know, massive knock on effects on the trainee system and how entertainment Mm. works in K pop. Uh, But yeah, I think you're right. We're probably approaching that point where it's so many agencies, so many groups, Spotify, social media, and things are changing really quickly. Yeah. And it's like, how are these groups trying to differentiate differentiate themselves from each other anymore? You know, so. Yeah, I mean, even TXT is trying to do, like, repeat BTS, and it's not kind of, there can only be one kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's now, like, how can you be different? Like, I mean, the fact that we, you know, Katie and I have watched the Blackpink documentary. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to our other episode where we talk about Blackpink? Okay. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, it's it's crazy to me that there's still, I guess, yeah, I think it's, I guess all is a bit like a, another Black Mirror episode where everyone mm-hmm. wants to be a singer because they see all these singers get really famous and get really mm-hmm. rich. But like, there is a threshold of how many, like how many can become one. I don't know. You never, I mean, you hear, see those YouTube videos where like, oh, I used to be in the trainee program and now mm-hmm. I'm not. And this is yeah. the inside scoop. And you see that loads of those. But like, can you imagine just being a trainee for like four or five years and then never debuting? Yeah. <laughs> like there are it's only sad. a handful of groups. So like how yep. sad is, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's really sad. After that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why they need to keep going to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't fully drop out of school because, you know, there are a lot of idols these days that they've gone through high school, but they didn't go through university. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so in the trainee program, do they not go to school at the same time? They do. They go to high school. Okay. Um, most of them finish high school I think it's quite it's quite rare that they choose not to okay um but they go through school but it's hard and and I think they end up missing a lot of school so I don't really know how that's balanced yeah um yeah yeah. I think there are videos of um not not to go into a BTS conversation (laughs) Polly and I always do this (laughs) we can't help it it's okay um, Jungkook, the youngest one in BTS, uh, like mm-hmm. being really annoyed and grumpy at rehearsals because they're keeping him late and he has a test the next morning. Yeah, it's so hard to balance. Although that's why um, V and Jimin became best friends and soulmates. <laughs> because they went to school together. Yeah. They, they had each other. Yeah. I think it probably makes a difference to have someone in the same year as you. In yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now it's time for you to matchmake us with some K-pop bands. Okay. Katie, do you want to go first? Like, Sure. Yeah. What kind of, yeah. What okay. have you listened to? What do you like about it? What, yeah. So, I mean, I'm very, like, very new to this. I'd say mm-hmm. I like BTS. I like Blackpink. Mm-hmm. I'm getting into EXO. I really mm-hmm. like EXO's most recent album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really like The Rose. Like every song that I hear from them, I really like and I add to my playlist. I'm really happy that you know about them, actually. I think it's those Spotify playlists, man. That's great. Because I feel like The Rose (laughs) does not get the recognition they deserve. Yeah, I like them a lot. That's good. Um, But... And then I guess a few songs. I mean, I like Psycho by Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe that's it. Like, I like the Trend Chill playlist on Spotify. Um, but yeah, that's maybe that's maybe all I've explored up to now. Mm-hmm. So any recommendations? Yes. Okay, I have to think about this for a little bit. So, um... So do you listen to mostly um, male groups then? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you like The Rose, that means you're open to like band content, right? Yes, for sure. So there's a band called Day Six. Okay. And I really like their songs. Like I feel like they've released a lot of songs over the years and I feel like every song is just... Like, they're good songs. They're known um, to the public to always release good songs. Awesome. So I would I give that a shot. Um, EXO? Yeah, I follow. I listen. I really like EXO songs, too, and I listen to them as well. Um, I think there's definitely been a bit of a shift from their recent, their years, um, recent years in the style of music versus like a couple years back. Yeah. But I have to say I was listening to the, this is EXO playlist and I didn't love everything. The more recent, like, the more recent songs, stuff. the yeah. darker stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting. I find that um, a lot of groups just started going darker in these recent years. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, darker maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's that could be it. Um, there's a oh, and I guess I should also say that I really like um Suga's solo work. So obviously, mm, right, I really like everything he does and like yeah. everything he everyone he collaborates with. I want mm-hmm. to listen to. Yeah. Ooh, let me let me think. What else? Seventeen is a group that I like. Like their songs are quite poppy and addictive, but I don't know if it has that same kind of um like darker sound that you might like. But you could give them a shot. Okay. Cool. Um, okay, okay so for me, I yes. think you've mentioned bands to me before. Yes. But um for the sake of our listeners, mm-hmm. um I am so Katie and I have recently discovered on our podcast where we are like opposites in a lot of respects. Oh, interesting. And so I actually don't like darker pop stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I mean, I like BTS because they're not that dark or mm-hmm. they have most stuff is not as dark. And I like things that are not super, I, I don't mind super like catchy pop. I don't like super cheesy. Like bubblegum pop kind of thing, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also listen to mainly boy bands just yep. because I c- I like songs that I can sing along to in my range. <laughs> <laughs> and girl groups and women generally sing too high for me. So I usually yeah. like kind of bassier. But I'm more like, I think I'm more, and I listen more to like Korean OSTs. Yes. Um, and more melodic. I mean, my non-Korean music is all like singer-songwriter Mm-hmm. vampire weekend kind of thing yeah i feel like cape like bts is like the vampire weekend of k-pop mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean every year you know how spotify tells you like the most listened to band of the year yes yeah obviously this year is gonna be bts but last year <laughs> was vampire weekend yeah um yeah so yeah i don't actually i like sugars i like rap but i like it with music like i don't mm-hmm. like just rap yeah, I Either. think I'm I'm like that too. Yeah. Um, if you like music that is a little bit more melodic and like, you know, kind of the in between pop and ballad. Yeah, there's some like um, artists that soloists actually that have really good music. Have you ever heard of Crush? I may have seen them. But he I sung. He sung OSD, so you may have okay seen his name come up. But like artists like Crush and Dean, so they kind of fall into the like somewhat R and B ish category. Okay, um, but not necessarily ballads, but also not like super poppy songs. Okay, cool. It's like really good feel good music. I find, um, but. Yeah, I'm just in terms of groups. Groups are hard because it's just there's so many out there, and I feel like a lot of there's like some group styles actually overlap. Okay. Sadly to say, but some are very distinct. Um, I would very, I would very much welcome another group that sounds like BTS. But BTS, but that's what makes BTS special, though. <laughs> They don't, they have their own unique sound. And I think that's to my point of, you know, how do they, how do they differentiate themselves from all the other groups, right? Yeah. So like groups like BTS have their own distinct sounds. Like if you think about it, most of the super popular groups have their own distinctive sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really think, I mean, I think to your point, like TXT is trying to find their sound right now and that's why a lot of it it seems like they're trying to go after the bts path yeah but other than that i don't except in crop tops yeah it's weird (laughs) i don't really understand that either yeah they're very young yeah um but you could give shiny a shot there's some really like happy feel-good music too Okay. Um, but like, um, yeah. Now that I think about it, seventeen might not be for Katie, but just give it a shot because seventeen songs are really catchy, I and mean, they're I do they're like good BTS songs and like mm. the catchiness. So I will yeah. definitely check it out. Yeah, check cool. out seventeen as well. Thanks, Claudia. No you have problem. now opened our horizons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's only, I, I mean, I've created my own BTS playlist, but I can, I mean, I can listen to it quite a lot, but I need like 
more stuff before they release their new albums. So. Yeah. Oh, Katie, you know what? Sorry. Sorry, Polly. Just no. moving in. Yeah. You should give a shot. Listen to Temin, Temin's okay. solo stuff. So his last album, um, it was really good. It's called, um, oh my gosh, I should know this. I'm such a bad fan. I'm never, oh my gosh, never going to dance again. I'm such a horrible fan. I like suddenly <laughs> forgot. Um, we forgive you. You're not in a shinwa. Sh- <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's called Never Gonna Dance Again. And okay. th- so there's going to be the second act. So there was like a prelude act one. Act two is coming out um, November 9th. But act one, I feel like if you like that kind of, you know, mysterious darker sound you might like his songs awesome from that album cool so give that a shot but yes i'm sorry polly i cut you off of all of this <laughs> it's okay we will listen to these and then report back okay and we'll have to you back on and we can give you updates yes. <laughs> plus your playlist on spotify are really good claudia i listen Isn't to your it? slow jams oh, one when i you. like try and focus you know i feel like a lot of the slow jam ones are just like drama osts or just the good ballads yeah i like so many ballads. ballads i don't oh, so good it's just it hits it hits different as the memes say mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, last thing before we let you go. Um, Every person, soon to be more people, we have on our (laughs) podcast when we interview, we ask them, um, what is in its prime for you right now? So it could be a show, it could be a person, it could be a YouTube channel, it could Mm be, I don't know, a celebrity, whatever is in its prime for you right now. So it doesn't have to be like the ultimate. But mm-hmm. whatever is in fee right now. Oh, it's going to be a generalization. I feel um, it's. I want to say it's definitely drama right now. K drama right now for me. Which one? I've, oh. If you had to pick one that you would recommend. This is hard. It's all right. I mean, we talk about K-dramas and we really struggle. But Yeah. What, what is like your current binge? My current binge? I haven't. Well, I just finished Record of Youth. Yeah. And I'm just starting certain dramas, so I can't really vouch for them yet. <laughs> it's okay. You can change. But I can vouched change. for Record of Youth earlier. Yeah. Oh, so sad. And it was a change. mistake. <laughs> okay. But, okay. So there's this new drama on netflix called private lives i think i told polly this really briefly but it's about con artists and so i'm i'm fine i'm very intrigued right now i've only watched one episode yeah but i'm i'm really intrigued to see um how the plot develops for this drama and it's it's new i don't think i've ever watched a cage drama that's about con artists before so that sounds great. And actually, it sounds yeah. like one I could maybe get my husband into. Yes. Is there a but love yeah, story? I, is there a love story? I think there will be, according to the teaser for episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's a good love story. 
without spoiling too much. Okay. Intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Awesome. Is there anybody famous in it that we would know? Because obviously nowadays I'm picking up on cameos way more than I ever have because I now know who these people are. Recognize. Okay. Yeah. Because I was watching um, Parasite and I was like, oh, Park So Jun's in it. And then I was like, yeah, oh, he's not in it. Really? He's not actually in it. <laughs> Sadly. Um, so the lead actress for this drama is um, Sohyun. She's a member from Girls' Generation, this girl group. Oh. Yeah, but if you're not familiar with their music, you might not actually recognize her. So, speaking of cameos, though, um, his the second lead, one of the second leads, he's he was in Crash Landing. He was in Chloe, and he played the character who was being blackmailed by um, the North Korean who would tap into people's phone lines with the really cute son. Yes. Yes. So he plays the second lead in this drama. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. I'll watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but it's definitely, it's like, it's quite, the reason why I do like it is it's not, it doesn't seem super heavy right now. Okay. It's quite lighthearted, even though it's about, conning people um yeah i try and stay away from content that's a little bit too heavy um only because i find myself getting too immersed in it and then i just start feeling too much for it (laughs) (laughs) and so i just rather like right now i'm trying to keep it (laughs) lighthearted. yeah yeah cool Amazing. Well, thanks for coming on, Claudia. It was really nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. And it's very nice to meet you too. And I've definitely learned a lot about K-pop and I'm really excited to listen to Day 6. And I obviously will be listening to Dean and Crush, but I think we should still set some prime goals this week. So my goal of the week, oh, I should say I, I failed my goal last week. Remind me, what was your goal? My goal was to sleep the same time as I did, but technically an hour earlier because of the time difference. Right. And I did the first night and then I just slept late like I normally do. (laughs) And I decided actually, why am I putting so much pressure to sleep early? I'm not, I mean, we're in a time where if I need to chill, I need to chill. So scrapping it, I'm scrapping bedtime goals. (laughs) I like it. Okay. Yeah. So f- leading on to that. So yeah, American election inspired. I watched a, I think it was Vanity Fair who followed AOC or AOC talked about her day who got reelected. And one thing she did that I found really, really interesting that I'm going to try is she said every morning she wakes up and she dr- drinks a glass of water mindfully. So she'll have the mm-hmm. glass of water and she'll look outside and she'll just like try and be really present in the moment because obviously she's a very busy person. And like just taking that time to like, I'm drinking water, I'm looking outside, especially now like in the morning is the only time where there's light, to be honest. Yeah. So I feel true. like that is what I'm going to do every morning, like post yoga, post workout. I'm just going to mindfully drink water. Love it. I mean, if AOC is doing it, 
I'm, I'm going to mimic my inner AOC. Polly, how are we? Why are we like this? How are we so in sync? Like we haven't even talked that much this week because we've both been busy. But my prime goal is to get back into meditation. No way. Yes. <laughs> we are very in sync. It's scary it's sometimes. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I use an app that I really like for meditation. Let me see what it's called. Oh, no, I remember. Um, the app. Sorry, my headband thing is falling. Let me cover this back up. Okay. Um, I use an app for meditation called Insight Timer. And I really like it. It's a free app, although I think there are kind of in-app purchases now than there were before. Um, and you can find, you can explore different types of guided meditation. Um, and I, the thing I really like about it is because there's such a variety, you can experiment and then find the type of meditation that works for you. Because um, different things work for different people. And I had gotten into like a pretty good streak of doing it regularly especially at the beginning of lockdown, I was doing it quite a bit. Um, but I just haven't done it in a really long time. And I think that I would benefit from it. I'm not feeling particularly anxious, but I am feeling just maybe a little disconnected from things. And so I think some meditation would help with that. And also it's just really good for you. So awesome. I'm going to try to get back into that. I also have the app, but I think I've used like the, I really like the, the sound function where you can like mm. just put like a bowl like yeah. tune for five minutes or whatever. But maybe next week you could tell us which were your meditation faves because there are so oh, many okay. like on that app. Yeah. I mean, I have my own like favorites that I have saved, but I think what I found is when my friend recommended it to me years and years ago, she told she recommended a specific meditation to me. Um, and I listened to it and I really didn't like it. It didn't work for me at all. Interesting. And it actually kind of turned me off of meditation and the app, um, trying to use someone else's recommendation because oh. it didn't work for me. And, you know, I was like, well, then this must not work. Um, I really think you, you need to try a couple different things and, and just figure out the approach that works for you. Interesting. It's really personal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll re both yeah. report back and see how mindfully meditative we have been. Sounds good. Um, and I guess we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the prime of our lives. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And in the meantime, you can find us on social media. I'm at KatieLogan12 on Instagram and a book to go on YouTube. And I'm at The Polygraph on Instagram. Bye. Bye. Bye.